You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Hive Hoops, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. We're jumping right in today. Charlotte Hornets are now 10 and 29. This coming after the latest example of just abysmal effort and another shellacking by the Memphis Grizzlies. 24-point loss at home in the Spectrum Center and just no damn pride. None. And so a lot of people want to point and go directly to the top of the organization. Michael Jordan, Mitch Kupchak, Buzz Peterson, you know, and I'm open for that conversation. I truly am. Because I've been critical about Mitch Kupchak's ability to piece together a roster that can truly compete on a nightly basis for quite some time. Because I questioned it, honestly, starting when he signed Gordon Hayward to that contract. That was the first move that was just like, Like, what's he seeing that the rest of us aren't seeing? You truly believe that this is the way to create a roster that's going to be able to compete? and really be able to be that yearly playoff team who becomes a constant that starts to be in that conversation every year of, oh, yeah, they're they're a playoff lot. But I don't want to really focus on that today. Because at this point, this team – under two different coaching regimes just continues to tell you now we good. Like you can say what you want to say, but we're going to do this thing our way. And so I want to focus on the players and yes, Mitch Kupchak played a, he he is the architect. He is the conductor. Not the conductor, but he is the one that is placing these pieces together. And so, like I said, I'm willing to have that conversation. But just for today, I really just want to look into the the players. The guys who have to go out there and actually do the playing. The ones that wear the, the name on the front of their jersey and play for this city and for this team, and for this fan base. The players have to play at the end of the day. And what you hope to have on your team is players that care. And so, look, I'm going to just preface this right now. There are many NBA players across the league who are just happy to have made it to the NBA. That was their dream. They didn't have to be the greatest. They didn't have to go down as an all-time great. Their goal wasn't, oh, I want to be a top 
100 player of all time or top 75 or top 50 or top 25, top 10, top five. For most NBA players, that's not their goal. And that's fine. I'm not going to bash guys who are in the top 1% of their field for just being okay with being in the league and getting that second contract. I'm not going to bash guys for that. So there's plenty of guys around the league who their dream was to make make it to the NBA, and then once they made it to the NBA was to make it to that second contract. I'm not going to bash guys for wanting for making their dream come true and then solidifying generational wealth for them and their family through making their dream come true. I'm not going to bash guys. There's plenty of NBA players out there who are like that. The problem is is when that seems to be all that your team is made of and that there aren't any guys on the roster with those additional dreams and hopes and plans. Because that right now is what the Charlotte Hornets are made of. They have a bunch of guys whose dream was to make it to the league, and then now it's basically get that second contract, and if it's in Charlotte, then it's in Charlotte. If it's not, then I'm totally okay with that. And it just is what it is. Like, I'm playing basketball. I'm making money. Like, I'm good. It's fine. But when all of those guys on your team have that same mindset, you're not going to have a good basketball team. You're not going to have a successful NBA franchise. That's what I'm saying. I'm not bashing guys for their dreams coming true and, and making generational wealth. But what I am going to say is when your team is only constructed with players who feel like they've already reached what they wanted to reach, you're not going to have a successful NBA franchise, and that's what this team has. Have a This Charlotte Hornets team is constructed of guys who are chasing second contract and dreams already being reached. No damn pride. John Morant. Hovered over the basketball for 26 seconds in last night's basketball game before a single Charlotte Hornet made him pick the ball up so that play could continue. For 15 seconds, 16, you didn't even see a Charlotte Hornet player in the picture. They were out of the camera shot. It was just John Morant in the entire backcourt by himself. I'm surprised the guy didn't start doing the gritty mid-play. 
just waiting for somebody. It was pathetic. Pathetic. And so we can, you can have that conversation about MJ. You can have that conversation about Cupcheck. And I'm willing to talk to you about that. But today, it's about the players. This team does not have the dudes. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. This team does not have the correct and proper DNA to consistently win basketball games. And then even when they've shown in the past that, yeah, they can win some, they don't have the DNA, they don't have the stuff that's necessary to win the games that truly matter. Think two years ago. Needed to win one game in the final seven to lock up a home playing game. Couldn't do it. One. And there were games against the New York Knicks. There were games against the Washington Wizards down the stretch. It's not like there was a bunch of games against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Philadelphia 76ers, um, the Memphis Grizzlies. It wasn't a bunch of those. They were winnable games. Couldn't do it. Last season. Actually won some games down the stretch. East was better. But then you get to the play-in. Oh, yeah, and two years ago, of course, we know about the Indiana Pacers play-in game. But then last year, play-in game, again, same result. Actually had some success last year winning some games, won more than they lost. But then you get to a game where you have to have a performance and you just lay down. And this team does that way too often because they're not built different. That's something that all that people just love to tout. Oh, I'm built different. Oh, we built different. This team is not built different. This team is not built different. You got Dennis Smith Jr. in the latest Rod Boone uh, article. I think I talked about this on the last episode, too, that released uh, on Tuesday. But talking about buy-in, we just need guys to buy in. Well, we talk, we're halfway into the season. If there's not buy-in by now, there's not going to be buy-in. These guys have had half a season. Now, there's been tons of injuries. I know. I get it. But every team in the league experiences injuries. Now, has the Charlotte Hornets' injuries been magnified? Have they gone through more, it seems? Yes. But there have been plenty games this season where the Charlotte Hornets have played other teams who are experiencing just as many injuries or more significant ones where other teams are without their stars. Other teams are without their main role players. It happens. But I don't want to use that as an excuse for just non-effort. And honestly, the Charlotte Hornets are pretty healthy right now. The Charlotte Hornets were pretty healthy last night. because uh, Yeah, they're without Gordon Hayward. They're without Kelly Oubre. 
Kelly Oubre, arguably been the best Hornet this season. So, yeah, that's a loss. But, I mean, Gordon Hayward? You have to look at this roster without Gordon Hayward. We said this on this podcast before the season started. And this isn't the only one. There are multiple other people who cover the Hornets, who create content around this team, who've stated, you have to look at this roster without Gordon Hayward, without a healthy Gordon Hayward. We're 39 games into the season. Gordon Hayward's already on injury number three. This is third different injury. This is a third time that he's going to miss extended time due to an injury. You have to look at this roster without a healthy Gordon Hayward. It just is what it is. And so that's where you end up with a with a team. It's 10 and 29. Yeah, there's been a lot of injuries, but play hard. Look like you care. Your way isn't working. There's a lot of talk about Borrego. Should he have stayed? Should he have been fired? Should he have been let go? Now you got Steve Clifford coming in, and the team just, they're not responding, and there comes a time when you have to say, dang, are they going to respond to anybody? Maybe it's just the guys on the court, man. Maybe it's just the guys wearing the jersey. Maybe they are the problem. And then that can go back to, that can trickle back to Mitch Kupchak because he's the one who constructed and pieced together this roster. More than willing to have that conversation. But today, man, just the guys. This team does not have the dudes that it needs in order to become a consistent winning team in this league. It's just that simple. I asked a a question on the Hornets lead Twitter last night. How many of these current Hornets players will play an active role in bringing winning basketball to Charlotte? Now, because the reason why I said active, because some of these guys may can bring winning basketball to Charlotte by just leaving, right? Just by getting out of the way. Maybe they're traded and they bring a piece back that better serves this this team, right? And so, like, yeah, you may be able to trade a guy and get some draft picks for him, and then maybe that draft pick leads. And so, oh, okay, I mean, in retrospect, so-and-so helped bring winning basketball to this team by the value that he brought back to the team when he was traded. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actively on the roster, playing, bringing a tenacity, a desire, a passion to win on a nightly basis. Which players do you see on this roster that can bring that to this city? And I'm going to be honest. I don't know if – I I think the over-under starts at 0.5. And I would not blame you if you take the under. 
It's pitiful. I mean, even LaMelo. Even LaMelo. This team this team's four and eleven in the fifteen games that LaMelo's played this season. Four and eleven. He's shooting forty one percent from the field. He only has three games with a positive plus minus. Only three. So in the fifteen games that LaMelo Ball has played, they've only won four of them. And then he's only had a positive plus minus in three of those games. That's not good enough for an all-star. Said this on the last episode. This team needs more from their all-star. They're not getting it. Sure, he does some great things offensively. But the things that he doesn't do defensively hurts this team constantly in scramble mode because he will not get in a stance and just slide his feet and stay in front of his guy. Constantly being beaten off the dribble, causing other players to have to jump in front and help, which then creates passing lanes, kickouts, open shots, open looks. This team's in constant scramble mode because of his lack of defensive focus. And then even offensively, I brought up a few things just there, shooting 41% from the field. That's not good enough, especially from a guy who's shooting 23, 24, 25 times a game. Yes, he's young. I get it. Is this roster perfect around him? No, I get it. But you want to start seeing those jumps from your player that you hope can be a franchise guy. And right now, the lack of effort, the lack of concern and care just its worrisome. You look at some of the other guys on this team. You look at some of the rookies. Mark Williams was one that... Um, I received a lot of replies on. Maybe. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. That's really all you can say. With the young, uh, with some of the young guys, yeah, Bryce McGowan's, we'll see. Maybe. You just don't know yet. You keep going on, down the list of young guys, Booknight and Kai Jones, no. Just know they spent last year in Greensboro. Greensboro was one of the worst teams in the G League. And those guys were down there playing consistently. They couldn't bring winning basketball to the G League team. How are they going to bring that to Charlotte? No. Terry Rozier, I mean, at this point, it just doesn't feel like he needs to be in the future plans of this team. Four-year deal in his late 20s. Do we foresee him being a part of this team, really, for the next four years? I don't think so. 
You look at some other guys, PJ, Jalen McDaniels. I, I mean, honestly, I've I've been a PJ guy all summer long, and coming into the season, I thought that he was going to take that that needed jump just from the extra uh, opportunities. But there's nothing that says that. Oh yeah, that's a winning player. Because you don't get beat down like this time and time again if you care. And even last year, yes, the team won 43 games, but then oftentimes when they were losing games, they were getting blown out. And then here we are this season. Just a a lot of beatdowns. Just... Man, this is a bleak time for this franchise. It just it feels like there has to be big decisions that are being made. Like there are no small roster moves that can just come in and just really change what's going on in Charlotte currently. There's just not. Like there have to be it feels like there has to be massive overhauls in order to just you have to gut this roster and just really build it back up. And maybe maybe there's a handful of guys that you hold on to because I mean you can't you can't just let go of 15 guys and bring 15 new guys in. It doesn't work that way. So some of these guys are going to be a part of this team moving forward. And I, I and and like I said with the rookies like they need their looks, right? I'm not trying to throw away rookies already. And, you know, maybe maybe I need another sleep or two on this to where, you know, but just that woke up with that bad taste in the mouth again. Just couldn't – like last night's performance was just that ugly, you know, and just tired of bad basketball, tired of this fan base just being fed bad basketball and honestly, some of the fan base just kind of being okay with it. Like, when are we going to stop being okay with just bad basketball? Just, yeah. yeah I mean, we're the Charlotte Hornets. This is what we do. Oh, sick of this junk, man. I want to win. I want to watch a team that we can, that we can be proud of, that's going to give effort, who you know is going to play hard, who wants to be here? Who wants to be in Charlotte? And right now, I just don't know how many of those guys we have. I really don't. You have Cody Martin. You have Dennis Smith Jr. Finally come back. But then last night, I mean, even with them back, when it's allow 40 in the first quarter, 75, 76 in the first half, that's just not good enough. Yeah, they got to get their legs back. They got to do all those things. But, I mean, most time when you t- start talking about working guys back in and getting them back into the rotation, things like that, and into the, you know, into gameplay, a lot of times we're talking offensively. Like defensively, you can still give effort. You can still give those things. But it's just it's bleak, man. Is bleak, but we're going to be here with you throughout it all. 
throughout this season. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be here with you. And uh, here's to hoping for better times. Thanks for dropping in on this episode of Hive Hoops. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.